Well, this is a New Year's message from William Morris. And what to say this new year, 2022. Thank God it's 2022. It has to be better, doesn't it, than years gone by, uh, at least recently. Uh, I reckon so. Troubles everywhere, of course. But my sister said, make it a hopeful message. And, I, you know, I should, I think, uh, because there's a lot of reason to hope. I mean, you look at the Middle East, it's ripping itself apart ostensibly. My goodness. Iraq. Well, they've had an election, but now the great powers, and when I talk about Iraq, the great powers are, of course, the United States of America and Iran. They have a united agenda to make sure that Iraq does not have too much change, and they are working hard at it to see that there's more of a government of national unity rather than reform. They don't want reform. America and Iran don't want a fresh start in Iraq. They want to make sure that the old cronies are there, the same old, same old, and they want to try and subvert the result of the election. You know, all those protesters died in Iraq for a fresh start. They got a chance at a fresh start. There's a genuine election, despite Western influence. But what is positive is that people are beginning to wise up. People are beginning to realize that in Iraq, the big problem, Iraqis are realizing that in Iraq, the big problem is the United States of America and Iran. They have been meddling for, well, ever since the fall of Saddam. And bless them, they have certainly managed to screw up big time. But Iraqis are realizing now, and they have learned that democracy counts. So it is a better moment, a better moment for Iraq in so many ways, a better moment in for the world. Look at Palestine. Now, you'd think, ostensibly, Palestine is doomed because, because there is no energy, no effort, not even from Biden for a peace process, ostensibly. Ostensibly, it's a dead end for the Palestinians. They might as well lament the situation and resort to a three-state solution. Three-state, that's uh, Gaza, the West Bank, and Israel. Because um, Israel can't tolerate elections in the West Bank. Because on the one hand, if they have elections and do nothing in the West Bank, then, of course, Hamas would do well in the West Bank. Not in Gaza, but in the West Bank, Hamas would do well. Because the West Bank is grumpy with Fatah and years of rule by Abu Mazen, just as quite probably <laughs> in Gaza, they're pretty fed up with Hamas. But there you go. Israel can't allow elections. The other, The other... Downside. If it really wanted elections and wanted Hamas not to do well, of course, it would have to re release Marwan Barghouti um, from jail and allow him to stand. The Palestinian Nelson Mandela and Israel won't do that either. So, and they 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 have a patsy that they're used to in Abu Mazen. And yet, and yet, despite himself, Biden has taken steps towards establishing a U.S. consulate in Jerusalem again, 
Will he do it in West Jerusalem? Probably. He won't have the guts to do it in the old YMCA building in East Jerusalem. Should, though. He should, though. And maybe, maybe one or two nations. I mean, if America and Spain got together and stepped up the mark, you know, Spain did the old Madrid process, because peace is so easy, isn't it, for Israel and Palestine. It's so easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. I mean, all the big issues have been resolved. Okay, will it be 3% or 6% land swaps? has to be 6%. Will aerial settlement include it, be included? Yeah. I'm afraid the Palestinians probably have to bite the bullet on that one. It's anyway, it's for negotiation. But the other settlements, yes, of course. Right from East Talpiot onwards. Yeah, we've got to deal with that. Um, and what is there beyond the settlements and the status of East Jerusalem? status of Jerusalem is not a big issue. You can work it out. Palestinians need a symbolic uh, base at Orient House but for their president. But it's not much, you know, um, symbolically. Al-Quds must always be the, the capital of Palestine. But now... Then what else? Libya. Of course, Libya has gone down the tubes uh, ever since Britain, <laughs> Britain led the, the rallying call to overthrow Gaddafi. Stupid, stupid Britain. And then all the migrants across the Med drowning in the Med and so on as a consequence of Britain's action. And we had hoped in December, just before Christmas, around Christmas, to see elections in Libya. And, of course, we, A, Libya wasn't really ready, but more than that, we couldn't tolerate them, could we? We couldn't tolerate elections in Libya because it looked like Saif Gaddafi was going to win. <laughs> that was that was so humiliating for the West. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. But there you go. Uh, so no elections in Libya. But um, is there hope for Libya? I think so. I think Libya will find its way despite the problems of the West and the West backing. I mean, people like, people are so bad, aren't they? Countries like Italy backing General Haftar. Haram Lake, God forgive you, Italy. Anyway, there you are. Libya, Libya will find its way. At least there's not as much violence as there has been in recent years. Beginning to be calm now. Yemen? Yemen, poor Yemen. I mean, the Houthis are difficult, aren't they? Very difficult. I mean, we know that because we've had them in meetings, and they won't come more than one meeting at a time. They, then they go away and grumble, and then you, you, it takes a struggle to get them back again to another meeting. They are so blooming difficult, and they think they're in a power position, of course, because they're moving south on South Yemen. They've taken much of the land. But the Houthis... Bless their cotton socks. I mean, they're going to have to do a deal. They're in a victory position now, of course. It's slowly as they creep south, but they can't take South Yemen. They tried that before, and it cost them dear. And especially now with the Emirates backing South Yemen, I mean, the Emirates has its own agenda, of course. It's seized nasty, nasty little UAE sometimes. Naughty, badly behaved UAE sees the island of Socotra, the beautiful island of Socotra from South Yemen. I thought the acquisition of territory by conquest was supposed to be illegal in United Nations law. Sad. Uh, but nonetheless, the South, I mean, I suppose you, you, we all know the solution for Yemen. It's, um, it's autonomy 
for the south and autonomy for the north and a symbolic minor sort of uh, unified government uh, which have no power but the, the the south and the fully autonomous south and fully autonomous north no messing not the quasi autonomy that Kurdistan gets in Iraq no fully autonomous south fully autonomous north and Yemen moves forward and, and it has to be Kesara Saras, you know, that Dutch phrase, what will be, what will be, that little song you remember Doris Day used to sing. Um, yeah, so there's hope. Bahrain, Bahrain is, um, has been in, in a bit of a muddle, uh, but, um, it has elections this year. Of course, the opposition has been outlawed pretty much, uh, which is, Childish. They're about to let the UN investigators in uh, to keep America and Britain off their back. And Bahrain, is, there's hope for Bahrain. I feel there's a better tomorrow for Bahrain. Uh, what we need is more tolerance, less prejudice, less bias. You know, fair opportunities. Bahrain, after all, is a population of size of Bristol. For goodness sake, it's so childish that it can't sort itself out. So I think it will. It's a good year this year for Bahrain. There are elections in 2022 at the end of this fantastic year. We have to focus on Bahrain a little. Afghanistan, no hope. There's always hope, but women's rights are the big issue there. Women matter. I think the Taliban must be called to account. They will want, they will want the goodies that recognition buys them. And we have to, Offer that as a big fat cherry for them to bite. And of course, we're not going to get education now because it's Afghanistan's winter. And in Afghanistan's winter, the schools, schools are closed. The schools are closed till March, you know, till the spring. I mean, the biggest, the biggest hot because Afghanistan is, is blooming freezing now. But. Yeah, we need, we need a chance for Afghanistan and a chance can be delivered. Yeah, Afghanistan needs aid, you know. So we have, we have big cookies, recognition and aid. At least the Taliban have brought a comparative end to violence. So you've got to be given credit for that, haven't they? Wouldn't you say? So let's move on in Afghanistan, despite all the blood and treasure that's been wasted there by America and Britain. Poor lost souls. So many soldiers have died to get us back to the future. Oh dear. Blood and treasure. But there's hope. You know, the great powers, how they're predatory they are, aren't they? How predatory they are. Britain, the United States of America. China, Turkey, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, big powers with predatory actions sanctioned by their populations. This happens year in, year out, government in, government out. The great powers meddle and cause suffering, it seems to me, especially in, in modern times. There's not enough altruistic work by the great powers. But there's hope even there. I think populations are wising up. People are getting educated in this internet age. People complain about Facebook, but it, you know, there's interconnectivity and Zoom. 
since this pandemic, Zoom, how that has changed our lives. So it's a better future. And what? The environment is under threat? My goodness, it is. So much so that we're going to see the Seychelles disappear underwater. You know we shall. But the point is that at the end of the day, things will change. They're going to get better eventually. Eventually? Soon. Because as people see these tragedies develop, this this complete mess continue, then people will expect a change in policy, a change from the big polluters, like the United States of America, China, and Germany. God, Germany is evil, isn't it? Burns so much brown coal. Unbelievable. Starting new, vast, immense open cast mines even now on a scale that is incomprehensible. Britain, Britain's pretty bad, has been pretty bad. We're starting a new big mine, but, uh, but Germany takes the biscuit really, doesn't it, for environmental pollution. Um, and we're talking of Europe, that is. I mean, of course, in America is pretty awful. And, um, China, unbelievable. India is selfish. But this will change. It will change because we will lose countries like the Seychelles, and we'll wise up then. And so the world will be better. The world's not going to end from environmental catastrophe. There is real, genuine hope. Genuine hope. And the pandemic that's killed millions is killing millions. You know, many of the deaths in countries like Iraq are not because people are unvaccinated or because people people are mixing too much. I mean, there's are factors, of course, but ultimately they're because they have no adequate health care. So if you get it, you die. You know, there are no proper incubators. Incubators? I don't mean incubators. What are they called? Uh, ventilators. But anyway, you know. So Iraq is just one of many countries where things are tough. I'm just coming back from Iraq. I keep going, visiting Iraq. I love Iraq. But by God, it's cut a swathe through that country. Uh, other countries, of course, do much better. United Arab Emirates just came back two days ago from the United Arab Emirates. And where I had Christmas with my eldest boy and his family and, and uh, other kids joined us. And that's hopeful. That really is hopeful. The situation in the UAE is, is hopeful. And why do they do well? Well, for goodness sake, everybody wears a mask when they're out and about in the street, in the street. They're not allowed to go walking around without a mask on. So the pandemic is controlled and the, and the restaurants are open. When you're sitting at your table, of course, you can sit down and take your mask off. But in every other circumstance, publicly, people wear masks. And UAE has no, no problem. Not really. Well, I suppose it has a problem. Everywhere has a problem. This thing is going away. This thing will get better. This uh, new variant, I mean, it'll kill the unvaccinated. They will die. But the rest, it's okay. And um, and that's okay. I mean, the unvaccinated older people will die. Vaccinated younger ones will probably shrug it off now with this new variant. It's not so bad. But the unvaccinated older people will die. My age, you know. Goodbye, Charlie Brown. Well, there you go. It's your choice, isn't it? It amazes me. I've got two or three friends, close, close friends, intimate friends, really, really, really close friends that are unvaccinated. Unbelievable. 
they come out with all sorts of bullshit, forgive me, for their behavior. And it's the most antisocial act you can do on the planet is to refuse vaccination. The most antisocial act. I mean, when we're dealing with polio, people, vaccination was, or, or smallpox, vaccination was compulsory. Why the hell we don't have compulsory vaccination now? Let's get on with it, because we've got a weak, pathetic government. Austria is going for compulsory vaccination. No, I mean, uh, other nations having to go that way. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, I ask you. But anyway, the point is that we are going to have better times ahead uh, because because that's it. The unvaccinated will die and the rest will soldier on and we'll all catch the bloody thing. Every darn one of us, believe you me, there's no question about it. It's unavoidable. You know, the best will in the world ultimately. But what we're doing, we're wearing masks and so on, we're just slowing the thing so the hospitals can cope and so that we can cope, give them vaccinations, time to build, and and the variant time to weaken, because it does weaken over time. So, I mean, what are we talking about? 2022 is going to be a better year. Roll on Easter, and things will really get a lot better, I think. A lot better, as vaccines get romped out and rolled out. And uh, say goodbye to your friends that don't. That's it. But by and large, things are going to improve on that front, and the world will open up. God, it's so difficult to travel, isn't it? Travel, the UK, is, you have to fill in that passenger locator form. It took me two hours, you know, each time. It's so stressful. And you've got to book your day two COVID test and all this kind of stuff. Traveling is a nightmare now overseas. But, but this will all change, I guess. We'll all get used to it and it'll all change. So there's hope. There's real hope. I mean, hope beyond hope. So what else have I got to tell you? Uh, I mean, we get depressed. Let's just talk about personal things a minute. We get depressed, don't we? You get depressed. I get depressed sometimes. I think it's very important to smile even though you are down, to keep up that facade and to not give in when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death because... Then you lift your own spirit, even though you were feeling like shit. You lift your own spirit. No, there's hope. And we can fight depression merely by pretending to be happy. That's odd, doesn't it? I mean, who is it? Was Cicero or somebody who said, uh, who wants to be content? Cows are content. Yeah, but a little contentment, you know? So we can get on with life and get on with work and... We want to be able to see a little contentment. So I'm seeing it now, and I tell you, contentment is a blessing. We need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. We, and, and, and we find it very often by, by just, despite our situation, smiling. Despite it. Gosh, Lord, I mean, what else to tell you? <laughs> made me smile, you know. This is, they're, they're like 15, Middle East podcasts. Turns out now I'm ranked fifth. Hard, isn't it? I don't know. They, they rank them according to currency and uh, whatever, um, number of listeners and that kind of stuff. Anyway, I was chuffed by that. There are lots of things that cheer me up. 
it cheers me up that it's a new year, 2022. Goodbye, 2021, which has been tough. Tough for you, tough for me, I tell you, baby. Tough for me. But it's a better, better year ahead. And what, what, what takeaways? Of course, I got New Year's resolution. I got a resolution my daughter gave me. She said I had to be uh, less irritable. Well, there you go. Takes one to no one. Um, she said as much. And, uh, yeah, no, I, she's right. She, I got, I got, uh, got older and I got less grumpy and now I get a little more grumpy in my latter old age. So we have to, that's my new year's resolution, be less irritable. But there are takeaways I've got from the year and one, the big, well, the two, two big takeaways from 2021 as we move into 2022. One is that mercy is more important than justice. Now, think about it, because that's a tough one. But I think we just need to forgive our enemies and forgive the bad guys, because if you walk around carrying a grudge, uh, anger, then it's like carrying a live coal in your hand. Mercy is the greatest quality. I don't look for God to be just where I am concerned, or I'm doomed. I look for God to be merciful, and so too we should be merciful in our dealings with others. Mercy is more important than justice. That's one of my big take, and that applies to international affairs and at a personal level. One of my big takeaways from 2021. And the other, the other I give you, you're going to be shocked by, but I'll tell it to you anyway. Compassion is more important than love. Oh, you say love and compassion. Well, depends what you mean. Of course, compassion is love. But what I'm talking about here is, I mean, I love romantic love. I love that whole business of, but it's selfish, isn't it, really? As much as it's a give and take. We give and take. We sustain the other, but we are sustained by that love. Love, romantic love, and love in friendship is a give and take. I have some great buddies I cherish. I can think of one, two, three that I cherish more than my life. I cherish them. I love them. Three men and I, 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 I really oddly like very much. They wouldn't necessarily know it. Um, but I do. And I, yeah. And, but it's selfish, you see. I enjoy their company. I enjoy them around. I, I like being with them. I want them to like me. So it's not, it's a give and take thing. And of course, it's sustaining for us all to have the love of friendship, romantic love, friendship. Yeah. And, uh, and the love of your peers and the love for your peers and the love for your country or whatever. These are things that sustain you. These are, but when I'm talking about compassion, that's something generous that you do without reward. You are compassionate. Your heart weeps for the sufferings of the world in compassion. That matters more than self-serving love. And it is a form of love, of course. But rock on self-serving love too. You know, we need a bit of that. We all need to love and be loved in return. So I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying we need a bit more compassion in the world, if we can, in 2022, to go along with the other. So God bless you, this 2022. It's going to be a good year, a very good year, the best of years. 
and thank God for it. God be with you and God keep you this year and always. Amen.